Oh, I'm yeah. All about sex. I feel like the food's important too, but I feel like the food's a metaphor for sex. So, like, I'm sure they eat. <laughs> I'm sure they eat at some point. <laughs> but oh my god, it's just to fuel their sex magic. Like they're <laughs> Aleister Crowley, the shit out of them. anyway. Yeah. Welcome to the Nerdtastic Podcast. Yeah, let's do this. It's going to span comics, movies, TV, games, anime, whatever we can throw out there, we're going to throw out there. It's a constant battle. This one is a nerd fight. Just like all all those tiny baiters. You guys know I'm very easily entertained. Put your tray tables up and your seats in the full upright position and get ready for the Nerdtastic Podcast. Welcome to another fantastic edition of the Nerdtastic Podcast. How's that? That's great. Let's go with that. (laughs) Oh, hello. This is Kern. I'm Rose. And I'm Desmond. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We're we're kicking it off here. Yeah, Yeah, we're trying. We're trying. (laughs) Very hard trying. We have some... uh, we before we get to our main topic of the day, which was the uh, let's watch, where I forced make you watch, you mean. make yeah. you watch things we want to talk well, about. Well, something we all we all we all have been away for a while, so we have done things. So whoever wants to start that off, I don't. Well, um, I've been. I actually took a trip down to Amarillo um, or to Canyon, more like, uh, so that me and my friends could all binge watch. Um, we could binge watch uh, Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events Season 2. Um, oh, yeah. It kind of is a, a thing that we we, di- we did it the first season. We we all just got together and binge watched the first season. We loved it so much. Um, so we planned it out, and I, I got to make a trip down there. And it was a blast. It was a great weekend. I had lots of fun with friends. And also got to watch the second season of Lemony Snicket's Series of Unfortunate Events, which is... Really good still. Like, I'm really loving how they're doing it. They're making some changes, but they're all good changes that, like, make sense to the original story and build upon the original story and make it more interesting. We get to see more of some of the characters that we only got to see a tiny bit of before in the books. Um, and I, I just, I'm really loving it. It's, they're doing a great job. Uh, I can't wait. I think there's one more season because there's only four books left. Um, so I'm thinking this next season's going to be the last one, unless they do like five episodes or three to four episodes per book. I think that this is going to be the last one. Um, so I'm really excited. I can't wait for the next season. They've done a great job. So I want more. Very cool. Yeah. I just started watching that. Um, cause I remember you had talked about it before Rose. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of had it on my to-do list, uh, at, at some point. And I just started watching. I think I've only watched the first episode uh, for season one, obviously. So yeah, I'm a little bit excited to to try to get caught up with it it's and see, so good. yeah, see what the excitement is all about it. I mean, just right off the bat, you know, I think um, uh, uh, what's his name, Patrick Harris. What's his name? Uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, he seems like he's. Like right off the bat, he seems like he's going to be a great character, Ugh. and so so good. He does such a good job with Count Olaf. It's like I think you can tell it's a passion project because he helped produce the show. Oh yeah, and it's you can tell it's something that he's kind of wanted to do for a long time, 
And you just, oh man, it's amazing. And you wait till you see some of the characters that he gets to portray later on in the series, because that's the whole thing, is that he goes undercover or whatever, or is in disguise. Okay. They're hilarious every single time. So uh, look forward to that for sure. Neil Patrick Harris is, like, amazing in this. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I'm, yeah. like I said, I just started, so I got a long ways to go. But, yeah, I'll definitely uh, let you know uh, as how, I progress. How are, how are the graphics in that curve? The graphics? Yeah, like the special effects. I mean, I've only seen the first episode, so, I mean, I, I haven't really seen a whole lot because the first episode is just where the kids – are introduced to Olaf basically and their new conditions that they're going to be living in and, and get introduced to his troop and, and all that. But, um, I mean, the, the cinematography looks great. I mean, the, the visuals as far as that goes, but I haven't really, uh, got to see any special, like any really huge special effects. I mean, there's some minor ones here and there, but, but nothing. Major well, I just yet. mean like the robot and uh, the ship and that kind oh. of stuff. Oh, we're talking about Lemony Snicket. Oh. We're, we're talking about Lemony Snicket. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I thought you were talking Because you said I've been watching and I forgot you were, said you started season one all of a sudden. My brain skipped a beat. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was uh, like, I was like, oh, well, you I said didn't... Olaf. And I was like, is that the doctor's name in the new version? <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's Continue funny. on with your lives, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got I've lost, I like, oh, I've lost a Tuesday out of last two weeks. Let me tell you that yeah, I <laughs> missed things because I thought Wednesday was Tuesday. So <laughs> that was, the that fact was, that I just missed where Kern went is is a step up in my life. I was wondering why you were asking me about the special effects and not Rose. <laughs> no, because I heard I thought you had just jumped into it and were like ending it because you were like, yeah. So I've sort of been. I just started watching it and I was like, wait a minute, did I miss the part where he said him? What? He's just, that's all he's going to say? Sorry. No, yeah, yeah, no worries. No worries. Well, no, uh, let me stick it. I totally get it. I think it actually does look awesome in my opinion. I'm going to answer the question on that one. The, the production values are good and they fit yeah. with the, and the visuals of it. Like I said, when we watched it the first time, it's definitely not for me, but I can get the appeal of it. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, I can totally get why people do this. I'm just not interested. Right. Well, we can go ahead and move right into. So, hey, yeah, Kurt, how's, yeah. <laughs> how's Lost in Space? Yeah, so Lost in Space. Yeah, I um, I uh, have been catching up on different series and stuff like that, and and I noticed uh, about two or three weeks ago because uh, on Netflix, you know, they have little advertisement things that say you know coming on this date, whatever, and so I've seen the advertisement from the the reboot of Lost in Space. And so I was a little bit anxious to see it. You know, I had seen the original TV series, you know, back when it was in, you know, reruns or, or in syndication, I guess, as they, they used to call it. And so I had seen a few of the episodes from that. Can, can, can I ask you a question? If you've seen yeah. the old one, Rose, have you seen the old one? I have not seen the TV show, the old, old TV show. I did watch the movie oh. that came out. Right. With, no, that's Matthew LeBlanc. I had a question right. because I'm like, doesn't Dr. Zachary... Uh, he always reminds me of the hand puppet from Mr. Rogers in the land of make-believe. Oh, okay, like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was like the nose and the, and the ears. It's like, I just want somebody to confirm. If someone's listening to this, uh, just please confirm my psychosis. That's all. <laughs> right. Now, Zachary played Dr. Smith, correct, in the original? That was uh, he, I think his name is Zachary Smith. Yeah. Because uh, there's a few times they call him Dr. Zachary. And, and I don't, I'm not a huge fan of, like, Lost in Space. Not to say it's bad. I just... Uh, I didn't watch a ton of it as a kid. 
Right. right. I, and I didn't either. I didn't either. I mean, I saw, you know, a few episodes enough to know what it was and everything like that. And then um, when uh, the uh, the movie came out with uh, Matt, LeBlanc, Matt LeBlanc, and I, you know, I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll watch this, you know, because I do remember the TV series and everything. But um, but no, I checked out the the new uh, Netflix series. Uh, it's actually pretty decent. Um, had, Rose, have you seen it? I don't think you've seen it, have you? No, I didn't get to watch any of it yet. But, I mean, I've heard good things. And I've been meaning to watch it. Because I did like the the movie. It came out, like, when I was in junior high or high school. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. So, I'm I'm guessing it's going to be it's gonna be good. I, I need to watch it. it. It's It is pretty decent. I mean, I think the story's okay. I, there's... I'm not going to go into like spoilers or anything, but there's some parts in there where um, it seems like some of the writing is lacking a little bit because there's some things where certain things happen, and I'm kind of like, mm, okay. And uh, but the the series itself was a really good series. Uh, one of the major differences in the series is uh, Doctor Smith uh, in the original series was a man, and in this series is a female. Not not a not a big deal on that, but um, not only is it a is it a um, a gender change for the character, but it's also kind of a, a a more intense, serious version of Doctor Smith than what was in the original series. Um, in the original series, Doctor Smith, you know, uh, is basically working for another organization, and he is on the ship to sabotage the operation. And um, then he becomes later, he kind of becomes more of a comedic type, you know, relief for the series and not really taken very seriously. You know, when I remember the the TV series watching it, I, I was like, yeah, you know, he's kind of funny and goofy and everything like that. Uh, and he was a doctor of psychology. He was a psychologist. Well, in this one. Okay. I was like, is that the difference is like they upgraded yeah. her. Now she's like a neurosurgeon. Yeah, no. I remember, wasn't he like a robot scientist? Because I remember the robot's name was just Robot, right? Yeah, I think the so. robot's name is just Robot. I'm yeah. pretty good at remembering robot names. And I'm yeah. thinking his name was Robot. Well, no, the the she's still, in, in the new one, Dr. Smith is still um, a, uh, a, a doc. Well, I'm not going to spoil it. But anyway, she's still a doctor of psychology. Uh, but where the major difference is... Uh, is that man? She's just like vicious. I mean, she's not comedic relief at all. Hmm. She's to the point where you're like, I want that bitch to freaking go, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so there's th- that's what I mean that they've gone by the you know, Dr. Smith in the original always had his personal agenda and basically wasn't going to stick his neck on the line for anybody, you know, type attitude and, um, always kind of gotten himself into situations as a result of it and things like that, but, um, this this Doctor Smith still has that kind of mentality, but like absolutely has no qualms about you know what happens in the wake of that. So um, anyway, uh, it's it's a it's I think it's good. I mean I, I really do. I think and I think uh, her name is Parker Poise, I believe is the actress's name that plays the new Doctor Smith. Um, 
she I, I think she does a really really good job and 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 the cast i think the cast is is done very well and all that it's it's pretty good you know it, it is a series so there's not huge like star wars type special effects or anything like that in there but it is pretty decent you know and uh it has a little bit of a different twist with the robot than what's in the original series uh not in a bad way but um but yeah no it's it's really good i like the story the robot no longer warns of danger or well you know um, there, he does say danger will Robinson, you know, <laughs> well, that's his job. That's his yeah. job. That's, that's good. His yeah. One thing that he does. Yeah. That's the one thing that he does. Good. And, yeah, one uh, job. but yeah, it was, uh, it's pretty good. So, but that's the major, that's the major difference is Dr. Smith. Like I said, she's just, she's just a bitch, man. I mean, so that's it. That's- that's cool. I haven't I haven't started any new series. I actually I watch Wild Wild Country, but that doesn't really fit into our thing. I I did watch my much anticipated Ready Player One. Oh mm. yeah, what'd you think? I liked it. I liked it a lot. I know a lot of people that read the book weren't so thrilled. I know a lot of people that didn't read the book were okay with it. Uh, personally, I understood the differences because a lot of them were made because it was either a lot of it was just more interesting as a book. Um, like a written word, it wouldn't have been exciting visually to see, but to unfold the story in front of you, it would have been interesting. But you could do so much more visually. Plus, I felt like they had a lot more um, licensing and you know characters than I thought they would. So mm-hmm. it gave them I, chances to explore and do different things. That's so cool. it was really cool. Like the challenges were different. Um, the characters were somewhat the same i mean all the characters are there but they changed some of them up um which i was okay with to a point i wish that uh there is a few that that they could have done better but like overall it was okay um the cgi was a little overdone but that's kind of what you were expecting yeah in a virtual reality uh, world and everything yeah i'm gonna give it a pass because that's my thing it's a vr world where people can design their own worlds and their own environments and their own avatars so I don't think you can really knock it for CGI problems in that regard because I think it, it looked how they wanted it to look. Right. And I think the parts that were special effects in the real world were really well done. So I'm going to say that it was a choice, especially considering that Steven Spielberg's behind it and he's usually not one to slip on the effects or visuals. Right. I will say it doesn't really feel like a Steven Spielberg film. Really? It's very different from his other stuff. You know, I just don't think it has that kind of magic. And my mm. some of that might be that he's not he's a he's adapting uh someone else's story and trying to stick to it as much as he can. Right. And I de- he definitely has a love for all these things cuz I mean it's the heyday of his career reminiscing about Back to the Future and reminiscing what I mean isn't him but you know same time period, Jurassic Park, and all you know when all of that was still hip and cool. I thought it was interestingly done. Uh, there were some casting choices I maybe would have changed. A lot of casting choices, actually, I think it would have changed. Oh yeah. But none of them were bad. It's just there were better. I feel like there were better options, or you could have switched some people, and it would have been more interesting. And some people just didn't fit. But I think that's the same. It would. It's no worse than any other movie in that regard. But overall, I'd say I really enjoyed it. The story's interesting if you haven't read the book or if you have read the book. Honestly, I think it's worth watching either way, even if you're a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of the book. Yeah. I've given out multiple copies of the book. Uh, I think it holds up. It's different enough 
and similar enough that it's worth it's worth doing. Uh, and then I watched Rampage, which is the Dwayne Johnson oh. video game movie. I have to say this. It's very uh, popcorn action summer blockbuster. All right. However, it delivers on all those things. It's actually very well written, in my opinion. Hmm. Like, that's a weird thing to notice in a summer action blockbuster. Yeah. But I'm talking, like, it's Pacific Rim good. Really? Yeah. Like, I, I did not expect that. I went, and it was a double feature, honestly. And I thought, oh, well, this will be okay. I kind of want to see it. It's The Rock. You're going to get a quality movie. Uh, right. You know what you're getting. It's going to be guns and explosions and actions. And, of course, it's contrived because it's giant monsters tearing up a city. But uh, George the Monkey is hilarious. The graphics don't look too bad. I mean, as bad as they're going to look when you have King Kong and a giant crocodile fighting a 30-foot wolf that right. can porcupine quills. But the story is really, really, actually really good for what it is. I mean, I don't know how you make it any better. It's one of the better video game adaptations. I'll just put it out there. That's I think awesome. it's a win. And then that's a genre have that does not that. have many wins. I would I wouldn't go say see it in theaters and spend all your money unless you just wanted to go blow off steam and have a night out and you were gonna pay for three D and eat popcorn and all that. Well I have it's this lovely movie pass. Yeah, but yeah. I was like if you're just like you wanna go to the movies, you're hanging out with some friends, you're gonna get some popcorn, just have a good time, maybe have some drinks. Yeah, totally into that. Why not? And of course, it has a great cast. I mean, it's got The Rock. It's got uh, what's it? What, what's his name? Bat Dad. Oh God, Jeffrey D. Morgan. Uh, sorry, I almost lost it. I love that guy. So he does a great job. It's all it all it all works out. So I would actually say uh, Rampage gets two thumbs up as well. Nice. Oh, very cool. It's not going to win any Academy Awards, but but it's great. It should win the summer. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So should we move on to our? main well, discussion topic or does anybody well, have anything else yeah i have one other thing actually and, th- and i'm going to address this with desmond uh and rose you you can jump into if you've if you've uh, experienced this but desmond said something the other day on facebook and it and i can't believe i'd forgotten about this for so long because it was I, I probably played this more than any other freaking game in the arcade but that was galaga you oh, said something man. about galaga the other day we, and, we can have a we can have a quick tangent on Galaga. I will try to keep it short. And, Go ahead. And, <laughs> yeah, and I and I loved that game um, as a kid. Uh, I, I pump, you know, there's no telling how many quarters I pumped into that game. I mean, hands down, I played that game more than any other game. Uh, part of the reason was uh, it was next to Joust uh, at, at the one store that I would stop at while I was walking home from school, and uh, I loved. I, I played that game so much that I. I turned that game over, you know, I, I got, it, it only would go up to 990, you know, thousand, 999,900 and then some change. So like if, if you had 985 and then the last thing you shot was 20 points, it's going to freeze your score at that 985 mark. So I don't exactly remember officially what my high score was because it, it stops counting you know, I didn't know. It, I didn't that, know. It was, I didn't know it was a lock, but that makes sense. Uh, yeah, and uh, so yeah, it, it won't go to a million. It just like stops counting. It doesn't roll it over and restart it at zero. But um, I played that game a lot. So when you mentioned that, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe. Yeah, I, you know, I'm. I'm actually. I'm gonna go. I don't know how to rate this. Seventy-five percent serious about going for that. Um, I'm an arcade guy. I prefer arcade. 
um, cabinets and, and cocktail cabinets and tabletop cabinets to most other forms of gaming. Uh, honestly, even console or PC. Um, Galaga was one of those games for me. I, I got hooked. It was in the, of course, the infamous Miss Pac-Man Galaga machine, you know, the split. Sure. Where you play yeah. both games in it. Uh, there was one at a laundry mat that my grandmother used to use. Them. My grandmother was a uh, thrifty person. Not poor, just thrifty. Right. She, she, she would spend money when she had to and like nice things, but she didn't spend it. So we'd go do laundry, and she would uh, give me like two quarters or whatever. And that was it for the entire time we were there doing laundry. And uh, I think the first time I probably went and I was gone for like two minutes and came back and was like, uh, can I have another quarter? And she was like, what? I just gave you two. No. And so I just had to get good because uh, there were no more quarters. I had to make the two quarters last for like the three hours we were there. Uh, so, so I just kind of got good playing that and learned how to play it. And then I've, I've whenever I see it, I have to play it. Um, I know I actually have a I actually have a, a stick version in my bedroom that I play occasionally just because I I, I, I love that game. Yeah. yeah. I mean I, I will play a keyboard version or whatever, but I, I have we have a joystick version of it that hooks up to the TV. I um I don't know when the last time it was that I actually played the game. I I know it was sometime in the last five or seven years I was in some movie theater somewhere, I don't remember where, or at some gaming place, and I came across it, and uh, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, kind of the same reaction. I was like, I haven't oh. seen this game in forever, and I, I I, think, actually, I don't remember if they were still charging only a quarter for it, or if they jacked the price up to 50 cents, I don't remember, but I just remember um, I had to walk away from it, uh, because I, I didn't really think I was going to be there for very long, and uh Everybody was in a hurry to go, and I think after like ten or fifteen minutes of me playing it, um, they were like, "We gotta go, we gotta go," and and I wasn't that high in score. It's not like I was just super, super, you know, duper high. But um, I've been, you know, I've been standing there for a few minutes, and everybody was just like, "Let's go." So I was just like, just so all walked away from it. But uh, yeah, that's a fun game. No, I, I, love, I love that. I love that game. I used to play it in a lamp. Uh, there was a Dig Dug Olympic track and field. Uh, cocktail top at bowling alleys we used to go to bowling alleys and uh, i would play always there and yeah the only games i ever got really great at were galaga tech and tag and uh light guns anything with a light gun you want me as your partner i don't know why <laughs> i started with lethal enforcers moved to area 51 and I time crisis and i still play them all whenever i can't say no to them so yeah so that's why i made that statement i was but, like yeah well, maybe maybe one no, day maybe I didn't you know, will I have to have a galaga after. duel I don't know what the top speed is to get to 36,000, I, I think, or 39. It's Anyway, uh, it's like 45 seconds, somewhere around there. So um, I, I know I can do it in under a minute. I've just got to see if I can do it in under 45 seconds. It will probably never happen, but I'm going to try. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I have no idea on that because I never researched that or, or heard about oh, that. Well, so you I know when you get to free life. Right. The first free life. Yeah, the like I think the the shortest time that anyone's done is like forty six seconds. Oh wow! Yeah, I don't like I said I I I didn't know that, and I have no idea if I mean was ever uh, even when that dude got knocked for Donkey Kong, he got caught cheating at Donkey Kong. I went and looked up at the records on some games that I I play, and uh, that was the only one I saw that I was like I think I could take that. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, now about yeah. really weird anime that involves food <laughs> somehow. Oh my gosh. Okay, so Food Wars 
also known as Shogugeki, um, is a... and it has another name. That's that's what it's the, the Shokugeki is the Japanese name for food wars. It has another. It actually, I know it has another name, and the only reason why this is, uh, we watched this. I'd actually watched it before. What? And I it was like, I didn't watch it. It wasn't Food Wars uh, that it was called. So, uh, it, well, the Japanese name is Shogugeki no Soma. Yeah, that that might be it because I was like, I know Soma's name was in it. Yeah. Um, so that. That's that's probably it because it popped up in English and I was like, oh, because I actually have the the Kuma Bear apron. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Ooh, the next episode's up too, so I'm gonna have to watch that after um, sometime well. soon. Um, but so it's into the third season right now. It's still running. Um, it is. Now, Kern, look at that. You could watch this forever. You could watch oh, my this gosh. forever. Right. Um, so actually, it's funny because I just started watching it. Um, because I wanted to watch an anime with, like, good-looking food in it, right? So I was purely, like, this was, like, uh, the food porn watch for me. I was like, I don't care about the show. I just want to see the the tasty foods. Um, and so then I just started watching it and got actually kind of addicted to the whole show, um, even though it's ridiculous. So I got it, I got it. So basically, overall, the plot is that this kid, uh, works in a restaurant with his dad, they have their own little food wars every day, pretty much, to see uh, who can win. His dad always wins because his dad's better than him, obviously, more experience and all that. Um, but then one day, his dad decides to close up shop for a while and go uh, traveling, and then also signs his kid up for school. So he goes to culinary school, and it turns out to be like the most hardcore culinary school probably in the world, definitely in Japan. Um, so, I think it's funny that there's actually a part where they go, this is one of yeah. the, there's a specific line where right. it's like, it's one of the, the, the best schools. I'm like, wait a minute. So there are better, harder ones in the Right. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. So he, he has to try and stay in school and, uh, which is hard because this school, they kick you out if you so much as mess up one little thing. Um, so it's, it's a, it's an adventure pretty much, um, and it goes super over the top. Like, when I say food porn, it kind of takes it seriously, that term. Um, there's lots of uh, uh, girls and and boys, their clothes just flying of off. Oh, um, yeah. It's, 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 like, it's like they're having, you know, orgasmic episodes to the yep. food. And, you know. It goes so far that at one point, the guy that is experiencing, that's what I'm going to call it, the food. Is actually shown tied up in ropes, and I'm like, I guess that's what he's into, (laughs) (laughs) right? Well, um, yeah, and the other thing is, is the experience of the food itself, and the fact that you know, uh, the squid thing. I mean, it's just like it's very (laughs) evident that there's some like what's it what's it called some fetish going on there the anime oh, yeah. Jap- there's plenty Japan of anime fetish with the, to go yeah, everywhere tentacle deal <laughs> yeah it's like so bad when i first started watching that food just makes you yeah um change when i first started watching that i was like what the fuck did rose have me watch <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> no, i i made my wife watch the first episode just to see i was like watch this and i was like just wait and i was like the, like, if you ever played the video game <laughs> Dead or Alive and thought the graphics and the physics were defying, 
Um, there's lots of quaking knees and heaving bosoms and feet lifting out of shoes in this. And oh, it's yeah. all in response to food. Yep. Yeah. So basically, the first episode, the one of the first examples you get to see of this is... Um, so not only does the main character, Soma, not only does he enjoy making really good food, but he also likes trying to make the worst possible food that he can make um, and see how much he can gross people out. So Is it, so- is it though? Because I have a question about that, Rose. Not, <laughs> um, so I, I, I just, I see it as a thinly veiled, right? Uh-huh. Whenever he gives a food, he's like, it's good, huh? Almost sensual. And he's like, and she's like, I told you, I want a thick, juicy cut of meat. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, exactly. They're definitely, like, I feel like this is just like one of those uh, safe for work porno gifts where they draw like an ice cream cone over the dude's stuff. So she's just looking <laughs> at an ice cream cone. I feel like they're just doing the food version of like, she's like, I want to have sex with you, little boy. And he's like, Oh, do you? I don't think you can handle it. And then they have sex, but they have to just talk in code about food. And it's really you know? so. You think that this show is really so? Just I about think it gets sex. off on that. But then the thing with the bad food is like the girl's <laughs> physically shaking on the ground, and we just saw a picture of like a tentacle monster raping her. And I'm like, is the bad food that like he likes to also rape people? Is this this anime's dark? <laughs> well, and, and the thing about it is too is that it's like you know. So you're talking about the visual. So in later on in some of the episodes, you know, whenever it it is a bad flavor, you know, there's always like something that ruins the fantasy, you know. Right. So so whenever the girls in the, you know, in the fantasy, then all of a sudden something happens and it ruins the fantasy. But, but that's that doesn't like, really happen. They're trying to do good. They're trying to like lay their mac on, and then she's like, right. "Ooh, but your fingernails are dirty." Yeah, <laughs> I feel like with this one, like he's intentionally making the food bad. So he's intentionally but, like, I want to get a They don't never have food. that negative reaction. They're having this orgasmic reaction to, to, to tentacles being all over their body. And uh, there's, it's like, I think even one of them kind of like in the, in her head was like secretly craving it again, you know, or something <laughs> like that. You know, I mean, I can't remember <laughs> what it was, but See, it didn't, I just think I really it, do. I really it, think it's just the safe for work gifts version of, <laughs> this anime, if you replaced everything in here with different terms for genitals instead of food, it would still play the same. You could still have a story. Right? <laughs> yeah. So the show starts off, the first episode, you're at the you're at his um, restaurant with his dad. Uh, they have their little mini food war. He forces a girl to eat nasty octopus food, and there's the tentacle scene. Um, now, this is all... Semi safe for work. It's a little. It gets a little etchy sometimes, uh, but it's yeah. definitely not. I personally would not full hint uh, at yeah, any point. Neither. Um, <laughs> but then this the second episode, he gets kicked out basically and sent to the school, where he has to um, try to do the entrance exams and get into the school, and that's where he meets uh, Arena Nakari, who is the. Um, token Sundere of this anime, aka um, bitchy love interest. Um, right. <laughs> Is she a love interest? I have not watched enough of that to know, and I really thought that. Oh, they're gonna hook up. I thought Soma was gay, so let me just end with that. Oh, I mean, you wouldn't be the <laughs> first one to think that. Um, There's the scene where we get the the graphic that says "wiggle." Um, <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about that, but. <laughs> 
It says wiggle. And yep. uh, he is very pleased with his wiggle. Very pleased with the wiggle. Um, <laughs> so I, did you guys watch the dubbed or the subbed anime? I watched. Oh, yeah, I watched the dubbed. Okay, so. Which I'm glad. I'm glad because I've got to comment on that when we get ready to talk about <laughs> some of that. I got to comment on, on why I'm glad I watched the the uh, the dubbed in and not the subtitles. So I watched the. I've watched both. Um, I prefer the subtitle in this one. I'm not in any way a subtitle snob. I prefer watching dub most of the time if I can. Um, but Irina's voice specifically annoys the shit out of me in the dub. She does that whole like, uh, what are you talking about voice. And I it's like it. So I like annoying. That I think it fits. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate it so much. I don't know. Maybe it's it's a good pick for the character, but it just it gets on my nerves so bad. Well, uh, but... You know. Oh, sorry. You, you know what I thought was hilarious about, and this is why I was saying why I like the dub. Because I didn't know, I mean, unless these characters are coming from all over the world, which I guess they could be, but... Some of them are, yes, uh, but most, the most of them are from the Asian. The, I'm going to put it this way. The most Asian-looking character that I saw in the episodes that I saw, the most Asian-looking characters were the characters to the redneck girl that's like out of the farm animals and everything. They they And so her family was the most Asian-looking out of anybody, but they sounded redneck with the dub version. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll be honest there, because, like, uh, Arena, I was like, she's blonde and, like, blue-eyed, and I'm like, I get she's supposed to be Japanese, but I'm sorry, Japan, this is one of those uh, Ghost in the Shell, stop taking jobs from Japanese actors, like, stop drawing your Japanese women as blonde with blue eyes and pale skin. <laughs> well, like, and they're I not that... even a little shade over, she's pink. Like, yeah. there's no excuse. Erina is uh, half white. She's half, I think it's uh, German or Scandinavian, something like that. That makes sense. That, sure, yeah. she's descended from Thor. I'll buy that. Uh, but uh, she, so um, it's funny because the reason why um, uh, the the country girl's uh, family talks that way, it's because it's actually a Japanese thing that uh, people who live out in the country like her family does, they also have an accent that's different from, like, the normal city Japanese. It's Japanese hillbillies, is yeah. what I've so been that's, told. So that's why the actual Japanese is a little different than, like, regular... So does it sound like redneck Japanese when you're watching subtitles? Not Cause... really. I can't tell. Like, I can't tell the difference. That's, what, that's why I thought it was funny, because I'm like, man, they, they're seriously, like, rednecks, because they're... Yeah. They, I mean, they... Dude, it, I took like four years worth of Japanese, and let me tell you, I still can't tell the difference in where anyone's from, even though other people are like, oh, no, they're from Kyoto. It's their accent. The accent's super like, hardcore, and it's like, but you can't tell. Like, for, right. for us who right. don't speak it, it's like, you can't tell. There, I think there are certain, like, ways that they end their sentences or something like yeah, that that makes it Yeah, there's ways that people drop and then, like, U's and T's get... Like, I can't tell because to me it sounds the same. And occasionally, like, I'll hear it, like, once in a while, but I don't hear it just generally as a... The Another great example of the of this accent thing is if you... I don't think in... I don't know if you guys have watched it. It's called Azumongo Dayo. And it's a super ridiculous anime um, that's over the top. One of the Wait a minute, characters... more ridiculous and over the top than this. Oh yeah, definitely. 
Um, it's a little more lighthearted. There's not any, like, weird sexual stuff in it. It's a uh, goofy, more goofy as opposed to uh, slightly raunchy. Um, but in that, ep- in that show, um, there's the main character and she starts speaking very politely. And then uh, they're like, oh, you're from Osaka, aren't you? Why, why don't you just talk like you normally talk? She's like, no, I, I can talk like this. This is fine. Like, and this is the English dub. And she, they're like, oh, come on, it's fine. Just be yourself. And she's like, well, okay, if you insist. <laughs> it's like yeah. super, like, intensely uh, hick. So, yeah, that's that's kind of how um, American voice actors uh, translate it is they, they just do, like, a southern hick style accent um to kind of give that sense of the same type of thing right um but yeah so we meet erina and a bunch of the other characters as well in that episode um i don't think we meet we don't meet the house people yet not quite i think that's not till episode three when he despite the fact that erina fails him um, he gets into the school anyway, I'm guessing due she to her grandfather. She failed him, but she also had to go change her skirt yeah. when she ate his rice, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She had to go get a change of underwear for after that, but, um... <laughs> so and I'm also guessing... more buttons. The button budget in this anime. <laughs> all those thoughts. I just feel horrible. Well, and it's great because, like, later on in the seasons, whenever you get to like the big, uh, the big like tournament episodes, um, you get the the main uh, the head of the school, and he like will literally like his clothes will literally come off. Like it's not just a figurative thing where we see it like in a weird like. Uh, Dream sequence. Dream sequence, yeah. His clothes actually come off, and then the school people are like, oh, his clothes came off! It must have been really good! Yeah, that's what you want, right? <laughs> yeah. The headmaster of a children's school. Yeah, it's not it's just, just randomly gets naked, and the kids are like, yeah, yeah alright! It's not just, it's so good, it makes you want to slap your mama. It's like, it's so good, it makes you want to strip butt naked and in front of yeah, a bunch of faculty uh, members. Yeah, Catholic priest. <laughs> that's wonderful. Uh. Oh, jeez. So, the next episode, let's see, what exactly happens there? That's the one where uh, he meets Megumi, the hick girl, um, and they have to make beef bourguignon in their French class. Yes. And uh, despite being sabotaged... So, I have a question real quick before getting too far into that, sorry. Um, In the, when it's the subtitles uh, and the guy speaks French... Uh, does he actually speak French in the subtitled version as well, like he did in the um, the voiceover or in the dubbed? He does not have any sort of fr- French accent. No, but he I actually speaks French. He says some French words um, in in the uh, in the dubbed version, and I didn't know if he actually said those French words. In uh, I was just curious if I think it, he oh. still does. I'd have to go back and check, but I think he still does. Uh, put in sprinkle in those french words among the japanese right so um i don't have you guys watched seven deadly sins yeah okay yes you know how it's obvious that it's a put on like it's a satire commentary on anime like mid 90s early 2000s anime okay i really don't know if this is or not and this was one the the chef and everything that happens from here in the in the sub in the dub version, uh, there is a ton of times where they break in to tell you specifically what a technique 
or like he throws salt because salt implies that she is impure and the salt is used to purify for demons. And it's like an asterisk, but the text is like four <laughs> lines at the top that scroll. Uh-huh. Does that happen in the subversion? Yeah. Okay, because I, I, I watched it and I thought it did, but it's been like a year or more since I did. So I was like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. Uh, but it, that's the only part I find that I was like, is this supposed to be? I find it unintentionally humorous, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, no, it is hilarious. To tell you, like, this specific type of mushroom only grinds in dung by implying that she would serve it to him. It means she's telling her her customers to eat shit. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Because <laughs> it's not about food. That's the thing. Yeah. It's never, like, to explain what the food is. Maybe once in a while it'll be like, bling, uh, beef bourguignon means slow-cooked beef. I'm right. like, I'm sure they had to explain that for the Japanese, too. It's fine. But then it has all these little ones about Japanese culture where it's like, ding, a thousand steps is, is, is a curse that would be used. It's like, <laughs> what? Why did I need to know that? Yeah. Yeah, I know sometimes uh, animes do that sometimes. They just yeah. throw in all those little, like, extra things that remind you, oh, hey, this is this is the context for what he's saying here. I feel like a lot of animes do that. No, that's why I thought it was because these were so over the top to me, like longer yeah. than they needed to be. And there seemed to be a bunch of them. I wondered if it was supposed to be satire. Like it's making fun of that. Yeah. 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 It probably is, actually, now oh. that I think about it. I didn't even I didn't even think about it before. But yeah, now that I do, it's like they are ridiculously long. Um, so I, I mean, wouldn't be surprised if they were actually just satire on those things that anime do. I'm just wondering. Anyway, back to the story at hand so, where they're yeah, making but, beef. So here's a, I think this is a good example of why, like, this anime is ridiculous. Um, because it's not only ridiculous in the sense that, you know, it's, it does the, the, and the tropes, the anime tropes over the top and everything. But the food stuff they do, it's like, that won't work in real life. It's oh, ridiculous. No, <laughs> no, no. Like, the, their, their cooking tips, I was like, oh, maybe this will be good. Because it seems like they're teaching a actual recipes. And right. I quickly gave up on that. And they are doing actual recipes, but the way they're doing them is right. not. No. Like, for instance, in for the, the beef bourguignon, he, his, uh, their meat gets, uh, gets trashed. Like, a bunch of the students throw salt in it in order yeah. to make it, to ruin it. So in order to save the day, they marinate the beef in honey, uh, which honey does tenderize beef really well, but there's no way they would have been able to tenderize it that much in that amount of time. Like, you, that's something you want to leave several hours in if you want to marinate. So it's just like... Also, uh, anyone in Japan, can you tell me what's the deal with pineapples? Are they really that expensive? Right? <laughs> Because he was like, I learned that I read in a magazine you could do it with pineapples, but I could never afford one. And I was like, this kid's going to like the super exclusive school with all these rich kids right. and bodyguards and butlers. Some money is changing hands here, of course. They own a restaurant which seems to be very successful. Maybe not top tier fine dining, but they're making a living. His yeah. dad's flying. He has money to fly to New York to take a job to help a friend. Apparently, went to Italy and Spain along the way in like a week. This I guy's got enough money for, for a, a goddamn pineapple. pineapple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much pineapples cost in Japan. No, I'm worried it's now. It's a million like, dollars. I maybe I should quit my job and just, like, export pineapples <laughs> to Japan. Well, no, that's what I'm saying right now because, like, all the time, you know, sorry if this sounds, you know, 
like stereotypical slur, or whatever. I, I, I don't mean it to say that way, but like all the time, I see a lot of Asians going to like the coach outlets out here, like the coach stores and stuff like that. The, the purse stores, and they're walking out with handfuls of these purses, and that's what they're doing is they're selling them back to to people over in Asia. Because they don't have that outlet there, so that's what I'm wondering too. Hey, I'm man, wondering if, if we should working, like start selling our pineapples they over do that, there. They do that here at the flea market. Like some of the stuff you get is usually from outlets or from like yeah. uh, the mist runs. But people go crazy for it because we don't have like a big high couture stores or whatever. And people are like, "Yo, it's the flea market. It costs nothing. That purse is fake." And I'm like, "I don't know, man. My mom worked at Dillard. She sells Dooney and Burke, and she'll go out there and find those purses." And yeah. they'll be legit. They just don't sell them anymore here, so you have to. Huh. They go and buy them in Dallas or whatever, and then come back and then they bootleg them. That's right. crazy. But uh, but bootlegging but I, I pineapples. The, the over the top anime thing that gets me is like, what's up with the the head tying of the headband? He wears yeah. it around his hand, and then he's like, oh, and he spears off, and it's like, yeah, it's all like. Flies around him. Like he's Mumra the ever living? What the fuck? And ties it up. And then when he's done, he takes it off and says, You're welcome. Order up. Like Order he up. always does it. I'm like, I thought Prince of Tennis was gonna be the worst one to ever like <laughs> over oversell an activity. I'm like, I look guys, I, I'm a I'm a thirty-two-year-old, like two hundred and seventy-five pound fat man. It's like six one, and I can play tennis. It's not that athletic. I mean, fairly athletically too. Like I beat guys out here. And I'm like, oh, I get sore or whatever, but he'll, he'll just be like, oh, fly across. And it's like, okay. Oh, his backhand so powerful. I'm like, all right, I get it. But this guy's just like, look at the way he minces those onions. Yeah, and it's like those, those like, glamour shots of, like, the, the chopping and the boiling and the sprinkling of the spices. Mm-hmm. It always looks super ridiculous. I love it. So then Yeah, it's meet... just over the top fun, but... The next episode is when he goes to the dormitory and we get to meet all the dorm kids. Right. And we have... Well, apparently... Uh, oh, go ahead. We have uh, one that doesn't like to keep his clothes on. <laughs> yep. He just wears nothing most of the time except an apron or a loincloth. <laughs> but he's the seventh best cook there is at that yeah. school. And that's yes. also when we learn about the ranking system uh, where it's they've got like the, the ten. top ten... That basically control the entire school. They're they're um, they're able to enact like policies, and even the students, even the 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 owner, teachers, yeah, even the owner of the the president of the school cannot like undo what they say. So what they say is pretty much law at that school. Yeah, and of course that means Soma wants to be number one because you know he's the insufferable uh, hero. Who must be number one? And it also it also kills me that this is well. This is actually not the episode. It's the next episode where we learn. But this episode for me boiled down to they have like these mini cooking battles where they just kind of check each other. They don't really yeah. fight, just in their own kitchen. And like he really impresses the old lady to the point where she remembers her first time of having uh, sex. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He transports her literally back in time. <laughs> like, like, that's how good 
his salmon steak hamburger patty or whatever it was. It was a, it was a octopus, wasn't it? Octopus. No, no we mac- had a he had a hint of that in there. He had a hint of the seafood in there. Yeah, it was canned mackerel. A mackerel, that's what it was. Mackerel. Canned mackerel, a hamburger steak was so good that it transported her back to the city. <laughs> And then she had her ba- her her taste buds banged out of her. So, uh, yeah, I guess it was good, <laughs> right? So she was, was allowed to stay because he he reminded her of her first sexual experience. Yeah, right. So yeah. he got to spend the night inside. <laughs> yeah, the dorm, not yeah. inside anyone. Oh, the oh, oh, no, no! I'm not so sure that this is the jiggle episode. Where the we jiggle. Oh, yeah. Just shows homeboy's butt and says jiggle. And, yep. <laughs> you know, and then it sh- cuts back to Soma and the screen turns all the pink and purpley deal. He's just like, huh? And I was like, oh. You're gay. Yeah. No, that's the one that I was like, so he <laughs> is. I wonder. Because in that very first episode when the, the, the corporate chick comes in, she's like, you remember me, right? And then like her button tries to take his eye out because her, her boobs pop out all the way. And he's like, and he's not. Just like, what do you and I was like, dude, Kurt, you're a guy. And you know when you're mad. And you know when you're not trying to make eye contact with someone when they're wearing revealing clothing and all of that. But never have I ever been so angry and so king of eye contact that I'm not looking at that. <laughs> there's no situation in which you're not like, uh-huh. Like, there's a glance. <laughs> there's a glance. At least one glance. And right. Like, no. No, that's why his dad left. His dad was like, "Oh, my son's gay." <laughs> I gotta uh, leave. He already wants to be a top to chef. I don't have a problem with him being gay, but I have a problem with him being gay and top chef. That's just too much, too much complication. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going on. <laughs> I'm gonna go on vacation. I'll, be back. <laughs> I'll send him to school. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. It was it's a really weird episode for me, just because the old lady traveled back in time. Right. Bernie McFly herself, and then uh, we learn right. about the ranking system. We don't actually yeah. learn about the challenges, though. Yeah, yeah, you learn about the challenges. You learn about the, a little bit about the ranking system, and uh, and two, you know, it seems like the this is the thing is like you know, it seems like some of the, and I guess it's almost kind of like when you when you break it down with like you know, like with um, Harry Potter, you know, you had the you had like Slytherin oh, yeah. and and all that, and so it kind of reminds me a little bit of that because like you know. It seems almost as if like the 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 house that that he goes into true, those they're, they're almost kind of like Gryffindor. You know, they're all like ha, you know willing to help each other and give each other encouragement. And then you know, like the the other group is more like Slytherin. They're just like cutthroat. They're just like they don't give a crap who they step on. You know, they're gonna uh, do whatever it takes. And that and so as you start like getting introduced to the other characters and learning kind of who they're associated with, you see those attitudes. Yeah. You know, and 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 exactly how you know how it all's going to you know eventually play out. But yeah, that's that was one thing that I noticed like right off the bat was that you know the house that he goes into. Um, I forgot what the name of that house is. Uh, it is the hold up. I have it pulled up here. I don't know, but I also feel like this is the episode where I became positive, not just because of the wiggle thing in his reaction, <laughs> but then they, they after that after the after the jiggle wiggle graphic. They proceeded to make each other have the mouth gasms. Yes. Yep, that's true. Yeah. He was they, like, oh, they, your they, butt. Oh, they had I'm a very... I'll be back with something for you. And then he's like, oh, it's so good in my mouth. And he's like, 
now I want you to do it for me. And he's like, fine, I will. And then it's like, I think that the, 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 like the open gay dude just talked the closeted gay dude. <laughs> yep. Exploring their sexuality together. <laughs> Again, nothing wrong with any of that. I just think it's all thinly veiled. Yeah. It's called yeah. the the Polar Star do- Polar Star Dormitory Dormitory. Okay. And yeah. there's only one dormitory at the school. This is you the only dormitory. Funny? What's funny is that you said that that but I think in the in the dub version it's actually given the Japanese name. Oh really? Yeah. I don't think they call it Polar Star or whatever in the in the That's subs funny. I know it's that, but it's not in the dub version. They call it by its Japanese name. Huh. Um, just a weird fact there, because you said that, and I was like, oh, yeah, but that's mm-hmm. not what it was called when I watched it this time. So, yeah, in the next episode, we learn, he finally, uh, they finally, they've mentioned the Food Wars, the Shogugeki, before, but this is the first time that they actually, like, explain how it works, because basically, after doing their little mini Food War and coming to a tie... Soma's like, oh, if I beat you, I'll be the seventh, right? And so I want to have a food war. And he's like, it's not, it doesn't work like that. You have to, um, basically, in a food war, both parties have to agree to it. And you also have to uh, offer something up of equal value. Each side has to offer something up of equal value. So even if Soma were to offer, say, um, getting expelled from school, it's not going to equal the level of... Uh, what it would cost to get to the seventh uh, spot at the school. So um, basically that challenge is a no-go. Uh, you have to, they have to offer up something of equal value that has to be agreed on. It has to be, they have to have three impartial judges and it's got to be like in an actual, like on an actual school ground somewhere. It's got to be legitimate. It's an actual, and it's, it's how most of the arguments are uh, settled at the school and it even goes above um the the students the uh the top 10 it is the ultimate end all arguments uh it's iron chef yeah it's iron chef it's also you can use it to solve smaller disputes as well but um in the end the food war is the is the the go-to uh for something like that but uh so yeah that's basically what the whole school is based around it's what the whole anime is based around um and we get a few, we get a few food wars um, in this anime. Obviously, uh, the first one we don't see in this next episode, but um, the next episode is more of a. Uh, well, I guess we do see one. We see one between a really quick one between Arina and the guy from the the, the club, the Stew Society. Yeah. So the the was Stew it, Society. I think, like, I think it's he was like a sumo guy. He was yeah, a sumo guy, yeah. I think it's actually like, because I know they say it's a, a stew in the in the um, subbed, but it's more of like hot pot. It's like the Well, he calls it, he said, what was wrong with my lobster hot pot? When he's done, when he, he Honda gets beat up, he's really yeah. bummed. And he's like, what was wrong with my lobster? And she goes over to taste it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So but I think, at, this is, I think this is actually like episode five or six. I'm not good at it. This is five. All I know is this was the one where I was like, I finished like two weeks ago and I was like, I don't have to technically watch anymore, but I might. <laughs> but right. I might. Well, so, no, yeah. because I was like, I know Rose said, she said to watch four episodes at least. 
And I was like, I will, I will, I will go into this one as well. And I was like, just to do one extra. And I was like, because we're all picking movies and comics. I'm not gonna make you watch a season of like. I'm right. gonna make you watch a season. See, of... Rose was good. She was like, just watch like four episodes. They're only like 45 minutes. So that's not bad. We did this right. Yeah, I I wanted if if I could have that's the thing I didn't want to force you guys to watch a whole season because I feel like that's a lot of time. Um, I think I did end up saying six episodes, but I guess yeah, five. I watched okay. I watched seven. Actually. <laughs> I watched I watched, oh, I watched a full yeah. five and a half. Nice, uh, but yeah, if if we could have watched the whole season, I would have definitely have picked uh, Made in Abyss instead of yeah. Wars. Um, because Maiden Abyss was really good and really intense. Um, uh, but if, without watching the whole first season, it's kind of like, eh, I didn't, I wouldn't have wanted to review it without watching, having you guys watch the rest of it. Right. Um, no, I get so, that. That's how, that's what I was thinking too. Cause I couldn't come up with, that's why I was saying I couldn't come up with any that I would want anyone to watch. It was like, there's nothing I think of that like two hours would just be, oh, so great. Yeah. Uh, no, you probably um, aren't, I haven't already watched. Like that's the thing. I I don't. Yeah. So yeah, this I'll, is a good. This is a good pick. So what happens after E Honda gets defeated here? Um, he gets defeated. We, get more, we have more food war. Yes, we get more food war. So basically, Erina is on this weird war path where she's taking out all these uh, what she deems to be um, inadequate uh, forms of of clubs, like with these like yeah. these. Like basically peasant or lower class forms of eating, like oh, hot pot. Yeah, um, yeah. Because yeah. we didn't we didn't discuss her god tongue. Oh yeah, her god tongue. So we should we should probably bring that up. She has um, the the most sensitive tongue. I don't know what how else to explain it. She's able. Test, her palate taste is buds. Very, her palate. She has the most developed palate in the world. Yeah. So she can taste the littlest thing out of any any food and she can tell if something is really really top notch or not um we learn a bit later on that her uh, she developed this because her dad was an asshole um so if you were interested in seeing more about that um you should watch more of the anime but um, I, I mean we will but i have a question about the actual i mean not to nitpick here because of course it's an anime it's do you really need her I mean, they they show her being hired by these corporations and chefs, right? That's how she gets so rich and all this. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying to her, like, she has the most taste sensitive taste buds in the world. You're cooking for her. No one else is going to taste what she tastes. I think it's about being able... I think it's more about... Because um, that's the thing. The, the idea behind that would be to try and improve your dish um, to make it the best no matter what. But honestly, I think it's more to the point of if you can get the god tongue to say that your dish is right. Delicious, that, I buy that. That's what right. I was thinking. Yeah, then it's, exactly. it's going to well, be Well, this is the thing. If the god tongue, if the god tongue, you know, starts busting buttons off of her freaking shirt at your <laughs> at your rice or whatever, just think what it's going to do to normal people. I mean, like you know, yeah. it's going to just like. <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. Like everyone's palate, if your palate is not as sophisticated as hers, things taste totally different. Right. So that's why I'm like, it doesn't taste as good. Her palate doesn't, but I think the 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 seal of approval does matter. Yeah, Yeah. I think it's that it's the bragging rights more than anything else. Right. Um, But that's that's Erin's character in a nutshell. Is yeah, better than you. (laughs) <laughs> and like and like you were saying, you know, um, when she defeats uh, whatever his name is, the sumo guy, 
part of that deal, like you were saying, she's going after these lower level clubs. Like she broadcasts it on the on the on the uh, screens and the, it immediately has a demo crew on standby. So when she beats him, they demolish their clubhouse. Yeah, and like, she right basically she does it so that she can build another kitchen for herself. Yeah, right. like kitchen number six or whatever. She's like, I'm so cramped. I'm like, yeah. no, no, you're just spoiled <laughs> yeah. and kind of a bitch. So then she, the next episode, she goes for the Done Club or the Rice Bowl Club. Um, and then you get to meet Meat Meat. Um, she meat. is a uh, she's a meat aficionado. She knows all things meat. She doesn't wear shirts most of the time. Nope. And, uh, but she's really good with meat. And then... Well, because she doesn't wear her. shirts most of the time. Yep. Right? <laughs> and that's, that's Soma's first first food war is versus her for the, the save, to save the Rice Bowl Club. Yes. And of course, uh, Soma wins. And yeah. then Meat Meat has to join the Rice Bowl Club. And that was the beauty of that whole thing. I mean, like, I, you didn't see this coming. I mean, I didn't. You know, when Soma's, you know, he goes into the club and he's like, hey, what's this club about? And the guy's all freaking out and he's all like, you know, they're shutting, us, they're trying to shut us down and da 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 you know. And so Soma's like, well, I'll help you guys out. You know, I'll help you out. And so then when he goes into that challenge, you know, like you said, they have to come to some kind of agreement. And so um, he made uh, me... Meet me, uh, say that if you lose, you have to join the club. And so when she lost, she has to join the club. And so when she walks in, kind of like her walk of shame, he's like, well, okay, everybody, I'll see you later. And everybody's like, Soma, where are you going? He goes, oh, I didn't say I was going to join your club. <laughs> I just was helping you guys out. So then he made this girl join join the club, and then he's just out. He's yeah. just freaking. Oh, he's a complete uh, jerk. Like, <laughs> yeah, he just he wanted lives to in his recipes. own little world. He's not like a jerk, jerk. Right. Yeah, he's he's definitely one of those like air, kind of airheaded kids. He's yeah. a jerk in the sense that he doesn't think about things before he does them. So he's a little. Um, oh, what's the term? Oh. narcissistic narcissistic but it's like when you um when you don't think about something and it ends up hurting somebody else um oh well i'll think of it later and i'll so think of it in the middle it. of the night i'll think of it in the middle of the night and i'll be like that's the word and but, i don't i mean it's interesting to see all these kids again i feel like it's all thinly veiled you can't help thinly it. veiled sex it wouldn't. It yeah. wouldn't be so bad if they didn't just depict everything and the dialogue wasn't in the same manner. Yeah. Yeah. And and that and that right there, the the episode we were just talking about where he um, goes head to head with and her name's actually Ikumi. Is that right? Yeah. Um. Uh. That was that was the last episode that I watched. Was that one? That one's. I I, I like that one a lot. Just because I really do like, I I end up liking Meat Meat a lot. Um, I wish that she'd wear shirts more, but um, I still like her. But yeah, it, the anime gets a little more intense if you're wanting to see some more, um, some more like challenges and stuff. They go to a training camp where they have to do a whole bunch of crazy stuff, and then they get to the what's called, I guess, the fall selection where some of the uh, first years are chosen to compete. Um, 
I think it's more than just first years, too. I think there's a few others. Maybe it is just first years. Uh, yeah, it's just first years. They, they're chosen to compete to see who's the best of that year. Um, and you get to meet some new characters at that point, and there's more food. Really, I just love the main, the whole thing about the show that I love is the food. I love the way it's drawn. It always looks fantastic. It always makes me hungry, and it always makes me want to cook something. Does so, it really? Yeah. <laughs> I thought I, see, I originally watched it because I thought I'd be into the idea of the food work because I love Iron Chef and the ch- Chop and Top Chef. Yeah. Like, I love cooking shows. If you've ever followed me on Twitter, you know that I, I like to get down in the kitchen a little bit. I love to watch these shows. I love to try things like that. Uh, this has the problem that like most Japanese programs do for me. This is a personal thing. I do not appreciate Japanese cuisine in that way. Um, like I look at it, and part of it, too, is that, don't forget, I'm allergic to fish. Oh, yeah. So that takes out like half of their protein-based <laughs> food immediately. I'm like, I don't know what that, that is. That good? I don't know. I can't eat it. I, it. That's fair. And but it's just funny because I'm like, I don't appreciate the flavors I'm hearing are coming together. Like, don't get me wrong, that potato onion uh, casserole thing that he made at the beginning, the pseudo yeah. pork roast steak. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try that. <laughs> you have to take pictures when you try it and share them. Well, no way, no. Would I eat almost anything else that's shown on there? Because I'm like, it's just not for me. Oh, right. Man. I that's that's ex- it's like does exactly for me what like Chopped and Iron Chef does, but it's just animated. A mackerel <laughs> hamburger steak, a canned mackerel hamburger steak. That doesn't that even sound good. If I they don't. I'm not even worried about the fish. I wouldn't make that. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering though me. because like. um when I was watching it and it was talking about some of the things that they were making, yeah, it, it to me it did. It seemed like it was a cooking show that was made into an anime. And and so I was wondering about the legitimacy of some of what I they were saying. I will try that first recipe. I yeah. will do it. Well, I, will get, I will sacrifice my body to bacon and potatoes. But also <laughs> some of the techniques, like you, t- you discussed, you know, like on the ham or on the honey, on the meat type thing about how the, it wouldn't have tenderized it that fast. But then I'm also wondering, like, you know, when, you know, because we were talking about the episode um, when uh, Soma uh, battles for the first time, uh, like real battle. And um, uh, he uses uh, cheap supermarket meat and um, but he tenderizes it and they talk about the process of how he tenderizes it, about how he cuts the lines and the grids. And then he does this and does that. And I was wondering myself, I was like, is that really how they tenderize, you know, the steak? So the the shallopine steak, that is how you make a shallopine steak. Um, but I tried to make it the that same way, doing dicing the onions, cutting the grid in it, letting it sit. I don't know if you just have to let it sit for longer. I let it sit a couple hours, and uh, that meat was still. I'm like, gonna go no because supermarket cheap meat. The the whole thing with it tenderizing any meat is you have to break you have to break down and relax inside of it so if you're not actually working it either with enzymes or with uh, some sort some sort of acids will do it or physically like when you use a meat tenderizer or you just 
So, so it's almost like we should do. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just. It's like a MythBusters kitchen funny. edition. Exactly. Right? Oh my God, Des, we got on the fucking head, dude. That's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> oh my God, that would be awesome. <laughs> Food wars. Um, yes. Myth busted. Confirm oh. or plausible or. <laughs> I mean, like the honey thing. I'm with Rose. I don't think that you could break it down. I don't even think with pineapple juice floating in it. Yeah, but not. Could, I think it would need longer. Like you, it'll definitely you work make overnight. But forty-five. I don't think you could make up forty-five minutes of cook time. You yeah, can make yeah. up a fair amount of it. Now, maybe yeah. the maybe he didn't need the full time. I don't know. That's a, that's a that would be a hard one to do because, you know, if you tenderized it yourself and you soaked it, you could make up a good deal of time. I don't right. know. It depends, I guess, how far along. They really need to be in what that particular professor, teacher, whatever was expecting. Right. Yeah. Because I've I made also... that. I've made that dish before. No, I mean, I, it's the standard. I think everyone has to do it at some point in their life. Yeah. I am it's just not beef a fan. stew, basically. I'm not a fan of it. I think there's better stews. I like a tomato base. I'm not a reduction guy. Um, mm. And also, French cuisine is self-important. I don't. I don't hate it, but I think it just is generally uh, the French they have a higher opinion and other people in the food world do or did until recently about their techniques and their styles. And I'm like, yeah, it's good, but there's other ways of doing shit. Yeah. Right. I mean, I still I still make my mother's sauces in the French style. It's fine. I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> but I'm just, I, you know, it is what it is. Food's wonderful. Go eat. It does make I'm me I'm about hungry. to go make some food. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm no, sitting I'm here getting thinking freaking hungry right now. Potatoes. I don't know if I have an onion, but I might try that. <laughs> you uh, should give it if you if you try it. You have to oh, post I'll a picture. It. I mean, I usually do unless it's something. Um, actually, made extra enchilada sauce the other day, and you made Mexican poutine. Oh, I did. I did Twitter. Never mind, because I got queso fresca and I used it instead of cheese curds. And it's just like Mexican mozzarella. It's very soft, fresh cheese, high milk content. I broke it down, use it like cheese curds, and then put instead of gravy, I put uh, enchilada sauce all over my fries and made Mexican poutine. That sounds great. <laughs> it was delicious. <laughs> I had something if I ever if I ever had my own like food truck, that would be one of the things that would be on there. And Mexican I have regular poutine. poutine as well. But <laughs> just have a poutine. Uh, oh yeah, try. different versions. Like I'm, I'm definitely gonna try a Cajun <laughs> version. I'm sitting here already, like I've thinking got... of the different ways to do it. Oh yeah, after that one went well, I was immediately like, hmm, I've had pizza fries, which I guess is technically like Italian poutine. Yeah. I just used marinara sauce instead of gravy. <laughs> Works wonderful. Anyway. Kurt, what was your overall view on this anime? Let me ask you that. Yeah. Um, well, you know, we already addressed all the all this, you know, the visual stuff and the and the orgasmic scenes and everything like that. So, <laughs> so for me, you know, uh, I didn't really. I mean, that was did it make funny. your buttons pop off, Kurt? Nah, no, no. It, it it just it it just seems a little bit gratuitous in my opinion. I mean, I, I like the story itself, you know. Uh, and, you know, I, I was a little bit curious about, you know, like maybe how he was 
you know, going to turn out and how he was going to do and, you know, at what point would he get into the top 10, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, but I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying I would never, ever watch any more of it, but there's, there's not a real big chance of it. I mean, I'm going to have to really run out of a lot of stuff to watch in order to, to sit down with that. But it, it was a good story. I mean, I, I, I did think it was funny, uh, especially yeah. whenever, uh, like Desmond brought up how it would go into like the, the explanation things, you know, I thought that was, that was pretty funny. And, uh, but yeah, it was, it was enjoyable. I'll, I mean, I would probably give it, give it like a six and a half or a seven on my end, uh, as far as like the enjoyment that I got out of it. Uh, so it's not, it's not, it's not bad at all. You know, it's not like I'm giving it a four or a three. So by me saying that I'm probably not going to continue watching it, um, it's just, it just didn't grab me, you know, in, in that way you know, to where I was just like, oh shit, this is just totally freaking badass. And I just got to keep watching it. If I watch, if I continue watching it, it'd be just kind of more out of like, like curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Uh, most of that current, I think it's about the same point for me about a seven. Uh, I don't hate it. I don't think it's bad. I think it's anime and it goes on that shelf and it's right. fine job. It just doesn't define anything new for me. I mean, I get it. It's food. There's other cooking ones. There's other food ones. Um, it, this there is more. This has its food ones. This is this is interesting in the concept. I like the idea of the battle. In right. Yeah. I don't know. Is it that, like an anime Iron Chef feel? Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. I, I don't know that. I. I mean, it doesn't do anything new. It kind of follows the same tropes and everything like that. Yeah. I don't know that I'll watch it like right today or tomorrow or anything like that. I do think it's one that I want to find out if it gets better because I think it has the potential to. Because yeah, only gets, big draw that gets into some serious stuff later on. That's it's pretty pretty crazy. I will we'll see. Because I mean, like I think that could be good or bad. Like yeah. that's the thing. They don't need to get too crazy. They just need to focus more. Like getting to it's called food wars, and it's like episode six before we find out what the fuck a food war is. That's probably <laughs> not a good sign. I mean, for me, it wasn't. Yeah. Um, because I we didn't have to see it. They could have explained it. The other thing is, I felt like they tried really hard. To be like, this is not just another anime where young Japanese people battle each other over random topics. Uh, we have like, that's exactly what rules. it is. And they're like, <laughs> and our rules are very specific, and they must be accomplished. And you have to get in three, and there, there's, there's subcategories of them. Of course, when it comes time to battle, they will become very simple. We'll throw most of them out the door to make it so, happen. So, yeah, something that something that Trent brought up while he was watching it with me, he was like, "This is just like any other battle anime. Oh, except, you, you instead of food, fighting, yeah. instead of fighting, like." Because, like, even, like, the people off to the side, whenever they're doing stuff, they're like, oh, he's using this technique to do this and this. Yeah, it's like, no. it's the same thing as when they're like, oh, he's using the super high-tech punch Oh, yeah, down yeah, no, Krillin. To, they're to... moving so fast, I can't even follow them with yeah. my eyes. <laughs> it's exactly, it's a, it's a, it's just another battle anime, but it's with food. Yeah, they just, <laughs> they're just using crock pots. That's, like, the big difference. <laughs> oh, no, he's using the Mr. Rice pressure cooker. That pressure cooker can hold 18,000 PSI. I'll cook that steak in no time. Oh! Like, okay. But I do enjoy it. I mean, I like it like I like all anime because it, it has that goofy, over-the-top ridiculousness built in. Like, you're going to get those scenes, and you have to be able to laugh at a guy that eats uh, bacon-wrapped potato and creams his britchers and then yep. uh, imagines <laughs> right. himself in bondage floating in a 
Valley of uh, Lilies. That's basically what this anime is for me. It's my trash anime that I can watch and have fun with and also look at the tasty food. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would kind of like the story. I would give it a six to seven as well as far as like quality of an overall anime-ness, but I'm just watching it current. I'm current on it right now, and it's mostly because it's I, I it's just one of my guilty pleasure animes. Right. Ugh. So now, now we have so much to do. God damn it. <laughs> I just feel like I have more work to go. Cause I'm like, I, I have to, I have to prepare for battle with Rose, right? Curtain. That's the next thing you're going to talk about. I know. Right. Yeah. And then I have to pick the next thing to make you guys do a thing, right? Yep. Yeah, you got to pick oh, the next thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You guys ever heard this game called Jump Rope? Right. That's how I feel right now. Oh man. <laughs> oh, but we will. We can discuss the. Uh, we will. The questions af- after we end the podcast. Oh, we are. We're ending it, but I just wanted to let people know that's what's coming. The the final nerd fight. Right, yeah, it's going to be between Rose and Desmond. Now, I was trying to remember the other day. I lost. I lost to Desmond, so um, it's a one. It's a one-one uh, win. You know, going in right. That's right. I lost to Desmond. Yeah. Right. That's why yeah. I, I was trying to remember. I was like, I can't believe I don't remember. <laughs> I was it's like, been a it wasn't memorable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. I was just like, I just couldn't remember because I just know it was down to the wire. You know, I just remember it going down to the wire. And um, but uh, yeah, so it's it's going to be Rose and Desmond, and then the 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 person that wins that is going to be basically like the nerdtastic champion, and maybe we'll be getting some battle going on with some other podcasts and pit our champion against their champion, you know, maybe. type deal. Yeah, well, we'll see. Dangerous. Yeah, yeah, no, it's gonna Rose it's gonna be like it's gonna be like like the whole food war thing, man. It's gonna be like that, except for it's oh, nerd war. Oh my god, look at her! She just started busting out facts about Harry Potter. I'm gonna start busting buttons whenever people win. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that is hilarious. I'm gonna rewatch that anime just for those scenes. I wanna. <laughs> I just wanna gift. I just wanna gift library from this from this anime. It's gonna be all my reactions from now on. Alrighty. Well, I guess that's it. Yeah, thanks, thanks everybody for time. listening. I hope if you guys like uh Food Wars, comment. Team Food Wars. Let us know. Yeah. What do you think? I would love Absolutely. to find out if other people think it's a thinly veiled uh oh, right. <laughs> all about sex anime. Thank you for listening to the Nerdtastic Podcast. And as always, a shout out to the Nerd Podcast Mafia. Hey, this is Steve from Dinner and Podcast. This is your boy Joey from the So Wizard Podcast. Speeding down with Cole 45. This is John from Superhero Speak. And you're listening to the Nerd. You are listening. You're listening to the Nerd Podcast Mafia. Entertainment, your ears. Your ears. Your ears. Your ears, your ears can't refuse.